walking in at 285 pounds. God Hey! Hey, no, 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 no. Hey, you gotta get it. It's time! It's time! For the Ava Man Podcast! Hey, what's going on? It is episode 256 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. Just so everybody knows, if you're looking, um, I think on it would be our iTunes page or whatever, it'll say episode, I'm, I'm like an episode back. Um, it's showing, we're on 256, but because we did the um, the best of album, mm. or excuse me, the best of episode. That didn't have a number. Yeah, well, it automatically said that that's going to be the 255th file or whatever, so oh. it's sort of deceiving, but no. 256. Anyway, because I was confused. So officially number... I don't do good at math. 256, okay. official. Um, I've been waiting all week. I know I posted a bunch of pictures of the Whitewater Summer stuff. <laughs> yeah. And uh, people were saying, uh, I heard that it didn't hold up. I heard uh, mm. other people were direct messaging me, telling me that uh, they never saw it, and I was encouraging people to see it. So I'm hoping people uh, did see it. And I... My favorite bit that we do is this this specific bit. I don't want to be. I, I don't like being a movie podcast. I think those are a dime a dozen. But I right. think we have this cool spin on it. And again, for anybody who's just tuning in for the first time, uh, Ben didn't see a lot of the movies. He's forty, but he didn't see a lot of the movies that people there's, of there's his no age group to, saw. There's no need to stress of that, that time. Part, <laughs> in that time, uh, so now he's going back and he's watching the movies we all loved as kids uh, through the eyes of a. A man on the upper side of his thirties. Yeah, the apex. And he doesn't love the a lot of these movies. He's, he doesn't have the same love for. And I think <laughs> he suggests that if we saw them for the first time, um, at this age, we would also agree. So, I had mentioned last week that I saw this. I love this movie, Whitewater Summer, which has Kevin Bacon and Sean Astin, and then a couple other people that I don't remember. Um, First of all, the way this bit's supposed to work is you're supposed to, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna time you. <laughs> all right. Oh no, a real clock again? Yeah, but you know, no, you know how, it. you know how yeah, this works. Sure. So I'm gonna time you when I get my my thing up here, and we are you're gonna get 60 seconds to give me a run describing the movie in 60 seconds. So for any of you who haven't seen it, this is going to be great. Uh, you're going to hear what this movie's about. And for those of you who have seen it, you're going to hear Ben completely butcher what this movie's about. <laughs> All right, ready? Go. Yeah. All right, so Whitewater Summer. What year did you say it came out? 86? I don't know. I don't remember. 80-something. You're wasting uh, time. First thing I'll say about Whitewater Summer, starring Sean Astin and Kevin Bacon and some other kids who I didn't Google. Uh, first thing I'll say is, man, do I wish I was born seven years prior to my birth i got big hair dude i got hair that like i got big hair don't care like it it waves my hair naturally feathers it feathers like a bad guy from karate kid and the moment when you I, said feathered that's where my mind went just, course, to, just to let you know yeah that makes sense could have been a cobra kid. so rudy's parents are like hey you're too into like books and computers and chess you need to learn the outdoors so they hire this badass dude kevin bacon and he's like yo I'm in love with Indians and I'm like outdoor expert and I carry canoes and my stuff is Coleman brand. I'll show them how to be a man. And so 
he doesn't want to go, but he shows him a bunch of slide photos. Awesome. Thanks, man. That was your one-minute review. I'm sure everyone yeah. is now going to run out and check out this movie. Super good. Although the time lapse, I'm going to give you a little extra time to really floss this out. We usually don't do this, but right. you know what? Go for it. All right. The last minute. So uh, Rudy goes out with Kevin Bacon, and Rudy's really young. And Rudy does the cool thing that 80s movies do that I miss is where they break down the third wall, and they stop every once in a while, and they wear a hula shirt, and they just talk to the camera. Puka shell necklace. Puka shell necklace. I love that part. So Rudy and Sean Astin, or no, Rudy and Kevin Bacon and some other people are camping. They make a man out of Rudy in the very end. That's the whole plot of the whole movie. However, there's also a movie about Kevin Bacon doing whitewater rafting where he's a bad guy. So the whole movie, Is I'm he waiting. not a bad guy in this? Oh, we'll no, dude. The whole movie, I'm waiting for Kevin Bacon to kill everybody, and that never happens. So that screwed me up. But uh, I wish I had I'd been born earlier because my hair would have killed in the 80s. The soundtrack was the best. It ruled. This movie showed how kids should be and could be independent if we let them. They had thick skin. Sean Astin was a sissy that liked to play chess. Guess what? Everybody called him Dickface for a while. He got <laughs> used to it. He grew to like the name Dickface and wore it with pride. He he uh, he climbed up a big rock hill with no help. He caught fish with his hands. This movie rules. Everybody should be like Sean Astin. Maybe a little bit more Kevin Bacon than you thought. And by the way, it's not Orion. It's some Matawak Indian sign in the sky. All right, it's a pretty good movie, right? So, if I'm if I if I'm hearing you right, I mm. did it again. I picked one that I love and you like at least like. This is my second favorite Kevin Bacon movie. What? Behind Footloose. Yeah, it's great. my first favorite Kevin Bacon <laughs> oh, it's movie. Good, dude, it's really good. It's no Footloose, but it's really good. So. Did you watch the trailer by any chance before Negative. watching the movie? No, because I didn't want anything. I wanted the, to just watch the it. The trailer does not do this movie justice. Okay, so let's break it down a little bit here. Dude, it reminded me when you set your kid to summer camp, and it was like, I don't That's know what's going to happen. That's why we talked about it. I right? hope it works. Right. I hope it works. They send this kid, and a side note, if you come up with an ingenious trap made out of sticks to catch more fish, get rewarded for that. Don't get punished. But anyways, like... My favorite thing about this whole movie was his 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 uh, intestinal fortitude. They would make fun of him and call him names, and instead of crying and saying he got bullied, he just went, oh, this kind of sucks, and he got tougher. That's This whole movie should have been called um, Rudy Got Tougher. That's okay. what they should have called this movie. First question. First of all, Rudy, the character, couldn't get tougher. Rudy was... That whole movie was about him being tough from day one. Well, they should have known. Sean Astin. However, <laughs> uh, yeah. I will... I want to ask you this. The Hobbit really caught fish. This is a question that all people ask about movies from the 80s. Simple. Could this movie be made today? And could it be popular today? If it was made exactly... You know, obviously you could update the actors. That's not really... Mm. That's not my issue here. But could... If this movie came out today in 2020, uh, the way the script being exactly what it was... Mm. What do you think would happen? It would get made, but it would get made in a... Uh, who's the guy that made kids? Harmon... Harmony Corinne? Harmony Corinne, yeah. It would be like a Harmony Corinne movie. They'd be like, these kids are in the wild. There's no supervision. Like, this movie's controversial. Look how they treat each other. It would be a controversial movie. And 51% of the country would hate it, and 49% of the country would love it. <laughs> but I, I, I liked it. I didn't love it like I love Footloose, but I really liked it, and it stuck with me more than Footloose did, because the whole time I just kept going, all I was saying the whole movie is, my kid needs this. I think my kid needs this. That's all I kept saying is, I need to send Dexter with Kevin Bacon in the woods. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Uh, so, this is, it's a very, um, 
specific trope that they use during this time period, right? Like Space Camp and, you know, all the the Karate Kid, all these movies where they, they you know, a nerd is somebody who plays chess, um, can do engineering on the fly, which it's, is, as you said, it's, it's super relevant. It's going to be wildly successful, make a lot of money, um, and won't need these skills we're about to teach him. But, ha- but has the attitude of a butt wipe. The kids always yep. got a piss poor attitude. Parents are pushing them out of the bus to go to yeah. camp. You know, a little weak. A movie always starts. Uh, but th- this character, Sean Astin, played had a big chip on his shoulder, so he wasn't like the the normal pushover nerd. But no. he, he was just kind of a yeah, he was a little bit of a defiant ways. nerd. Like the yeah, like uh, the kid from uh, Over the Top. Like you know, I like how in their version, a nerd is a kid who just likes to listen to baseball. <laughs> like now, a nerd is like. A kid who's like 19 but still loves Minecraft. It's like, that's nerd. But this guy's like, no, no, it's just baseball. It's not that nerdy. Yeah. It's baseball. Uh, agreed. I mean, I who wasn't listening, listening to, to the baseball? 86 Mets. Yeah. Who wasn't listening to baseball, though? I mean, kids that had cable, I guess. So the idea is is that you have this one group of kids who are, who are normally outdoors. Like, so the other kids that were there during this camping session were kids that were a little more troubled, I guess. They were like the bad the kids older or kids, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it seemed like they were a little more savvy about taking on the outdoors and, and, and not such... Not nearly you know, as nervous. They were right. a little more um, tenured. So the next question I have for you is, you said at some point in uh, The River Wild, which is the movie that you're talking about with John C. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Kevin Bacon. That screwed me up. If it. I didn't know that movie existed, I wouldn't have been waiting on that. And the lady, I can never remember her name, but she's the greatest actress of all time. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Um, great movie. That's a really great movie. However, uh, he's a bit, he's clearly a bad guy in that movie. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. But in this movie, this is one of those ones where you go like, okay, is Kevin Bacon a good character or a bad character? And you said he was a good character. I don't think he was bad. He was just a little bit too hard body karate in his motive. Like he wanted to toughen these kids up and he would do any, he also wanted to solidify himself as top dog. So if he's got to solidify himself at the expense of Rudy, he can always say it's because he was trying to, you know, right. He like, no matter how hard he was on Sean Aston, he could always, um, he could always blame it on the fact, well, I'm trying to make a man out of right. this kid. And Which, that's what the by the way, wanted. that theory alone in a movie now where you go, these kids go into the woods and an older kid is trying to make a man out of them. What do you think? That Bacon alone, was maybe dude, like 23, 24 you, supposed to be in that movie, and the rest are like early 16, 20s, early 20s, 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just made a movie now that said we're trying to make a man out of you, that alone is controversial. Oh, for sure. That alone. Maybe he doesn't want to be a man. Maybe he doesn't feel the need to be a man. Why are you being a... You know what I mean? Would you show this movie to your kid? Your 100%. Son? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Was there? I don't remember if there was anything even remotely. They say dick besides, face. They yeah. look at Penthouse magazine, but they don't show it. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. This is. Nah, dude. They all pee off a log. This is at one the part point, of the, and they praise him for his powerful pee stream. This is the make America great. <laughs> I think about right. Yeah, Trump was off when he said make America great. He should have been like, make it more like the make 80s. America Kevin Bacon again. Make America Kevin Bacon like, again. Golden era Kevin Bacon. In make, fact, we, I'm going to make a shirt that just says "Golden era Kevin Bacon." Yeah, I make mean, America Kevin Bacon. What? What is? I mean, Tom Cruise is close, but what? What is more American than Kevin Bacon in the '80s? Like, what's better than Kevin? If Bacon? Kevin Bacon was ever filmed eating apple pie, like, I don't know what would. I don't want to be. I don't even want to be around because it would be too much. You tell me right now a movie 
where Kevin Bacon didn't make that movie better just by being Kevin Bacon. Now, I'm not asking you uh, about, is Kevin Bacon great in every movie? But I'm saying, right. what movie that had Kevin Bacon in it, did Kevin Bacon not elevate it at least one star? His nose and mouth do bother me slightly. Especially back then. I think he had some work done. I think he had a little bit of work done. It's a little very pointy. pointy yeah. He's very pointy. Yeah, like and sometimes I just, yeah. Sometimes I think he looks a little skeleton-esque. Mm. That bugs me, but as soon as I get past that, I go look at the bigger picture. Don't be so don't be so shallow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about that guy. I, I, I enjoy I enjoy some bacon. Everybody that was camping, they all other than Rudy, they all had like these they, big. They had the, the unbreakable head. comb in their back pocket, a canteen, Dude, huge heads of hair. Oh, our denim got soaking wet. No big deal. It's denim. It rules. You know, people. It's uh, it's jeans. It's awesome. People often. Uh, point out that I like to wax poetic about uh, nostalgia in the <laughs> yeah. 80s. Uh, and I'm not going to deny it. I just feel like, you know, the the Goonies and, and uh, from you know, those guys are obviously a little bit younger, but all the way to Footloose to the Police Academy movies, it's all stupid. But you know what? At the end of the day, did, did those movies entertained us no matter what? Oh, yeah. You know what sure, I mean? For sure. There, there wasn't. I don't. I don't remember back then being like, "Well, that was really thought provoking." At least I wasn't in the '80s as a teenager watching movies that were, quote unquote, thought provoking. Well, but that was their main point, though. Yeah, you know, we just, they were just like, "Hey, there's going to be some stuff that's funny, and we're going to have a good time." I mean, let's, just let's think, not take ourselves too seriously. Think about Cocoon or like you know these movies that are I mean, whatever. But I liked anything. Like you could just turn on anything. Well, that might have been why the '90s were so heavy, because it was like. We're tired of not think like it's those reality like, bites people. Yeah, the grunge. That, yeah, those yeah. Singles reality bites. Which, smoking which I cigarette loved, and by sitting the way. in a car. I, I do too. I think there was a stretch where everything was like, "Hey, man, don't worry about it. We're wearing denim. Look at our hair. These combs rule. This is awesome. Let's go get a Coleman canoe, right?" But then eventually, the people were like, "Hey, man, you're not looking at the dark side of it." And then they're in Kurt Cobain and everybody. I think the simplicity. So if you look at a movie like, let's just say RoboCop, the idea is very simple, right? You built a cop. Uh, that is bulletproof, that can be programmed, and is completely infallible, cannot, will not make a mistake, understands the law, and is going to follow the law to a T, and uh, that's that. There's just no reasoning with him, right? So he, good. It, it's, it's so it's, good. I want to watch the, a movie right it's now. It's the perfect movie. In, so in my good. opinion, I will tell you, the most perfect action movie of all time is the first RoboCop movie. It is amazing. Well, um, what? Die Hard, though. Die Hard comes after that, but... Uh, I still believe that RoboCop because it has everything. That's tough. See what ro- what, what what is missing in Die Hard is there's no nudity in Die Hard. There's no ro- there's very little oh, and there's robots. Yeah. Where? There's no robots in Die Hard, so there's robots. There's no robots in, in, yeah. in Die Hard either. There's like when he catches the people fooling around in the office. I yes. think, I think a die, that's what I was going to say. But I would say that beyond that there is everything. Every single element in RoboCop. I just I just feel like it's the perfect 80s. It's movie. pretty great. It's pretty damn great. So, um, but back to Whitewater Summer. Yeah. You liked it. Would you? Would you? Re- how many fishing lures would you give this? Oh man, I give this. I give this four out of five. Uh, what do they call them? Spoons. Yes, four out of five spoons for sure. For sure, I can appreciate. I give that. it five out of five wicker baskets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like this one a lot. It did feel anticlimactic. I won't, I won't say the no for sure. I won't, you are vindicated. I won't say the ending, but I I remember at the end the end happens and I go. And that's it. The movie's done. Like it felt a little abrupt, but uh, myself and my wife call this movie, uh, this style of movie, a slice of life. Right. So it's just a piece of time 
this happens, that happens, and then you know you just move on. There's no crescendo. There's no no need for a, no need for a whitewater um, fall. I hate I hate to kill the lead. You know this 25 years later or whatever, but <laughs> you know I guess the big climactic scene is, is that somebody gets injured. And then they have to figure out a way to get this person to safety. Which that, is that is the which most... is why in the end I can't say he's a bad guy, because look what he did for this kid. Yeah. If Kevin Bacon had not been Kevin Bacon, Rudy never saved and Kevin. Did Bacon. he not acknowledge uh, Sean Astin? Did he not realize that in himself? I think so. You think Jocko would like this movie? I think he would love this movie. <laughs> I wonder if we should reach out. I think out Jocko there. would have broke that. Give train. him a call when we're done. Find out how he feels about it. Jocko would have broke that radio the first day in, though. I think it would be great to remake this movie with a Goggins or a Jocko in the Kevin Bacon role. Dude, Not Goggins. Let's going just go with bridge. Jocko. I just didn't know what the plot of the movie was. I never saw a trailer. I never saw anything. So I keep thinking all the kids are going to die at any moment. <laughs> well, you, Which made you, it very <laughs> anxious for me. Like you was, really felt that that was what was going to happen? Yeah, dude. It was very anxious. Oh, okay. I was just like, everyone's going to die right away. Because he did the little egg demonstration. That was after the anxiety. All right. He was well, explaining that post, but yeah, yeah, yeah. All things being sure. equal, your 60-second movie review ended up around 16 minutes and 43 seconds. Oh, I was just I mean, over. I'll get like better next, next time. I'll truncate it. Again. It was good. I liked it. I love when people suggest 80s movies for Ben to watch. Um, and I would love for someone to throw out there that I haven't seen either, so dig deep. Hey, um, I was thinking about this this week. Does, do horror movies matter? I mean, again, or are those is that like a genre that like it's already it it's, it's already not super su- specific about time and place. I don't know. I feel like this, to me the way the reason this bit works is because there's a love. I love these movies, mm. and when you hate them, it destroys me. So like <laughs> horror movies, it's just I guess we'd be just be talking about the you know what was interesting about the horror movies. Like you wouldn't say like movie podcast kind of. Yeah, because I watched I, mean? a, I watched a piece of Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh, my kid, I, that wanted, is my that my is. kid wanted to watch it so bad. We made it about twelve minutes in, and I stopped it. I was like, "No, you can't watch this anymore." I stopped it. That's the mistake I made. I think I told you this on the podcast before. We begged me, and my brother begged my dad to let us watch a scary movie, and of all the scary movies, we chose the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and he lasted. Good man. He lasted twelve minutes before he left, and he was like, Damn, "I can't watch this anymore." He yeah. was terrified. Yeah, and we yeah. sat down there paralyzed in fear because it was like one of those things where my dad was like, "If I rent this movie, I don't want to hear any whining. You're gonna watch the movie." And then <laughs> already he, paid for, it, he, can't take he, it back. He bailed out, man. He bailed <laughs> out. And I remember, I still say to this day, besides Sleepaway Camp, the first one, the, and that's horrific for a whole other reason. This movie, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, it still terrifies me. I just it's twelve minutes in. It seems super inappropriate. I was willing to overlook a bunch of stuff, and I even fast forwarded about three minutes. Of that it does have minutes. Johnny Depp though. Yeah, I inter- I fast forwarded a bunch of it, and I was just like, uh, and then it got to some bloody stuff, and I just told my kid, I was like, sorry, and he was like, what? And I go, nah, dude, your sister's seven, and you're nah, it's just too much. There's a lot of fallout if you make him watch the whole. If he gets to, why? How about Child's Play? Is that even worse because it's a doll and it's no? Seems I think that would be even better, but I just I don't know. It was. They were doing stuff like first, like there was things that were there was there was nightmare at Elm Street. Some heavy petting in the, the first twelve minutes. There was heavy petting, but it was very forced. So I was like, I'm not even 100 percent sure this isn't rape that's happening. And then she was into it, and I was like, Well, that's a weird message to send to my like, daughter. Is that Freddy? And then it got scary. And I was like, Ah, I'm out. So yeah, I just didn't know for a movie. There's fun. a scene where where Johnny Depp is sitting on his bed watching a TV, and uh, he falls asleep, which he's not supposed to do. And he gets sucked into the bed, right? You just see hands come out of the bed. It pulls him completely into the bed. And then blood, like a 
a fountain of blood hits the ceiling like oh, oh it's, Jesus. Dude, it's major. Great scene, great scene. Yeah, maybe when my kid's done. I no, don't know. I just pick something different. It was a bit much. Let yeah, it scream, just, scream or something, you know? All right. I don't know. What do I know, man? I'm not, not a great dad. Do you think, not that I get approached all the time, but I will tell you that there are times where people do recognize my voice more than my face from the podcast. Uh, I, and, and, Isn't that weird? Yeah, it I've is I've had weird. that happen where I was like, What? Or someone just says my name and I, they're like, hey, Dave. And I turn around and they start talking to me and they're like, and then I realize we're, we're virtual friends on some social media platform, whether yeah. it be fa- you know, our Facebook page or whatnot. Somebody that you're friends with, um, I met Julie, uh, your friend Julie at uh, Docs. She came up to me at Docs when I was with my family oh, really? and talked to me and was like, oh, hey, I saw you from over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super cool. Nice. Um, uh, but that's actually funny because this is where and this she goes. She tackled you. <laughs> So I I went uh, I had a softball game uh, my daughter's softball game in uh, Griffith Friday last Friday and so I went to the wonderful new Oberfalls Brewery which is also in Griffith Indiana and uh, we happened to be waiting outside because we wanted to sit in the outdoor seating just to to be as cautious as possible and so they told us it was going to be about twenty five minutes or so and I. Uh, so I had to sit out on the bench out front, and then finally at some point in time they came and got us, and they didn't have any room outside, but they, they really condensed the uh, tables inside. So they, they sat us inside. There was only a couple tables in there, which was fine. And um, I ate my lunch, or excuse me, I ate my dinner, had a great time. I get home, and I get a text message from your and my friend Harvey Woodlawn. The best. So, Harvey Woodlawn. Uh, I forget how I call him like a a, a modern day. I, I say like a like you a call him modern day or Gene a, like Shepherd. A, yeah, modern day Gene Shepherd. Or anyway, he's a, he 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 basically uh, narrates uh, his own story, short stories about his. He's life a more morose his, Gene Shepherd. So and he does this on uh, various social media platforms and has done that at several times. Whether also zines like printed zines and you should whatnot. plug him quick on spotify yeah. and apple and other it's now known it used to be called the bicycle tragedy that's uh, what yeah that's what he did it under that's and title. it which is still great if you can get it in printed form but now if you look at it if you listen to it on audio it's a uh, the magic depressive and that's on spotify apple um you know wherever um yeah things are I, I, so he narrates uh you know he handwrites stories about his experiences but then he he narrates them Dude, so it's like it's, I was listening to a radio. You uh, told me before. Sorry, you told me before. Well, I fall asleep to it all the time. It's uh, dude, I'm back. He yeah. gave it once to me. He gave it to me on a CD, which I had like uploaded and tried to put into whatever. But now that it's on Spotify, dude, well, I am back. I just he's a little batshit crazy. So he and I sh- sleep it, together. This thing disappears. A lot. It'll he'll take everything down. He'll put everything back up. So yes. I. Anyway, he did the same thing for me. I was like, dude, quit taking this stuff down. Uh, Which and, is why you should he's listen. He's an artist. Dude, you got to listen do. now. Yeah. Because in a month, it won't be there. Yeah, for listen sure. Listen now, I'm telling you. Uh, and I guarantee when he hears this, uh, I he's he knows what we're talking about. So If he hears it. He, but it's so great. <laughs> it's so great. So anyway, uh, he hit me up and texted me, and I, ha- I haven't heard from him in like probably over a year. And he just goes, hey, you know, wanting to keep in touch. I'm doing this, my new project, which you just mentioned. It's on Spotify. Here's a link to it. Check it out. I know in the past you dug my stuff. Thought maybe you'd like to check this out. So I said, all right, cool, whatever. And then uh, he had mentioned somewhere in his text something about New Oberfalls, which I glanced over. And I said, oh, and I know that's his hang. So if you go in there, uh, whether you know him or not, he's probably there sitting at the bar, especially when they're 
when things are back to normal. He's off to patronizing. So uh, he mentions to me, I said, yeah, you know what? I happened to be at New Oberfalls Falls now that you mentioned it this afternoon or this evening. And he said, yeah, I know. I saw you there. And I'm like, what do you mean you saw me there? And he's like, I saw you there. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you saw me there, why wouldn't you come up and say hi? And he said, well, I listen to the podcast and I, I hear you all the time and I know you have all these rules and. <laughs> You know, I don't want to step across, you know, you're there with your wife and your kids and I didn't want to step, you know, over any boundaries or whatever. And it was creepy if I come over and I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, I didn't hear you say hi to me. And he's like, why? Well, I, I tried to acknowledge you and you snubbed me. And I'm like, dude, I, I did not snub you. And if you <laughs> believe that I snubbed you, I'm telling you right now, if I, if, if, if I did, I would be telling you, yes, I snubbed you because I don't like you. You would have re-snubbed whatever. him. I would have snubbed him again. You're right about that. So he really took a shot. Maybe that's why he did it. But he threw it out there that I snubbed him. I told him I did not snub him. And then I said to him, you know, it's interesting you say this because uh, about a year earlier, the last time I saw him was in that same spot. I was not there with my family. I believe I was there with some friends. Maybe I was there with my family, whatever. But I saw him sitting at the bar and I acknowledged him and he snubbed me. And he said, I remember that date specifically. And I re- I know how you are, and I know you were with people. So even though you acknowledge me, I didn't want you to acknowledge you back because I didn't want to step over my bounds. And I, and I I was like, I'm blown away, man. If if you see me, please come up and say hello, uh, introduce yourself. Uh, Is a you know, post acknowledged snub more offensive than a non acknowledged snub? I'm not sure, but I said come, be encouraged to come up and say hello. Except for if if I'm with my family, we're gonna go back. I like what you said about that. <laughs> It is creepy. I don't yeah. want to. Although my, you know, my son would be impressed if somebody recognized me from the podcast. You know, whatever. Yeah, but, it makes you look cool. But if I'm there with my family, and this goes out to the rest of you, just you know, shoot me a text. I see you, and maybe take a picture of me from your phone. And that's weird enough. But uh, feel I'll, free to not sit down at our table. <laughs> feel free to not join me. Um, <laughs> You're invited to not come say. So hello. I thought I thought it was funny because ultimately, like I told him, I was like, if I'm there with some buddies or whatever, you see me, you're like, dude, come on up and say hello. But you do make a great it's point different. about me being there with my family, Wrestling, not just him, but not. everybody. Yeah, if you're good at arm wrestling, do not come say hello just in case it comes up. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up too because if everybody remembers before this whole COVID thing breaks out, I ordered a bag of hand or of of, of hand strengthening tools. Uh, oh, that's right. You remember you this? Yeah, you were buying something to supplement I had your grip, hand strength. Yeah, grip strength stuff and and uh, stuff to for forearm strength. Are you at retired cop level strength yet? Uh, no, I stopped using it because I was so I was and I sh- see what I should have. I must keep using it. And by the time this thing breaks, yeah, I have a, I have just a, the greatest handshake in the world. Everybody but, else would have fished out while they were just that's they were right. just, just getting. Their hands would have been a floppy bluegill, and then you would have come across. But I have to, I have to, I have to admit, I also, I was so upset about the whole thing. I just packed the bag up and put it in storage. So, I'll, I, I would have to blow the dust off it when this whole. Maybe I'll, I mean, I'll how much room somewhere. does a hand strengthening tool take? I don't know. I mean, there's like seven different tools inside the bag, all different <laughs> ones that the rubber like thing that go on your fingertips that you use outwardly. Dude, nothing is your... going to be more strange than the garage sale that you have in like six years. <laughs> it's just going to be like. You're selling a fighting dummy, a uh, uh, a hand strengthening. Oh, I'm sorry, not a hand strengthening tool. It's a bag full of hand strengthening <laughs> devices. A uh, who knew they? What's this magnet for, by the way? And you'd be like, uh, for fish. They go, what do you mean for fish? Well, no, nah, it's more for like we're trying to find guns and stuff in the water. <laughs> like you, dude, your garage sale you. of stuff that you're over with. Yeah. 
Ben, Ben's old drum set. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I got a gift, by the way, but it'll be so much stuff. Uh, yeah, I hear you. I feel bad enough. <laughs> that's myself, awesome. Right? No, it's the best, dude. It's great. So a garage sale can tell a lot about a person. I, I just want to put it out there. If you see me say hello, if I'm with my family, do not. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, dude, you know what I did kidding. this? You know what I did this week? I can't. Feel free if to. If you didn't drown all those cats, I don't want to hear about it. Oh, dude. <sighs> If you see me out at a water park, feel free to also not say hello. Dude. You went to another water park? Dude, when's the last time you went to... I'll just use names. I don't give a shit. They already got my money, and I want them to know with no no doubt or, or, or gray area. Have you been to Deep River Water Park, bro? Never. Uh, my wife has, and she said it's, it's uh, vile and disgusting, and it's like you know, it's it's the but she's talking about water a few slide years ago. equivalent of a of a of a band aid found in a toilet. Dude, um, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> Is her impression from a few years ago? Yeah, probably two or three years. Okay, ago. two or three two years, years ago, years. it ruled. <laughs> it was fine. Two or three years ago, it was like this isn't the best water park, but hey, man, we like water slides. What are you gonna do? I don't mind a little weight. Dude, I'm, t- I'm telling you, this year I've been... T- all right. So all right. first of all, you have to make that drive. It's about it's, 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not terrible, but like, you know, once you're... Like, if it were you only and you drove there and you saw whatever it is you're going to describe, you just turn on and drive it, but you, oh. your kids are already... Think it. about you're, 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 how badly you don't want to do something. <laughs> then think about driving 30 minutes to do that something. Like, imagine like... Like, I was going to say getting a cavity filled, but that's way more enjoyable. Like, imagine, like, you're going to go do something horrible, and you have to go 30 minutes in it. It's just, This is a lot of being a father in one little microcosm. You have Not only do you have to go, and, and you don't want to go, you have to go, and you have to not, you have to try hard to let your face not show it. My kids are pumped, dude. They're super excited for water slides. They can't wait. Deep River, hell yeah, water park. Water slides, this is the best. I have to, on my face, attempt to show how bad it's going to be. It is... All right. All right. Water parks already are kind of jacked up, right? They're they're kind of gross already. You got a wave pool, which is... Uh, you, you, dude, you, you think I'm even kind of worried about corona? Like... What percentage of kids pee in the pool? Kids peeing in the pool what is the cleanest gets... thing that happens in that park. What's the percentage? If I saw a hobo jaying himself in the wave pool, I'd be like, well, at least I can see it and I know that's happening. What's the percentage of kids that pee in a pool? I don't know what goes after 100, but, okay. I, know, but I just know that it's We're at saying least that... three digits. Okay. What is the percentage <laughs> of adults that pee in a pool? A take the kids and then like minus two. Right. I just so want to clear. I want to clarify this uh, because I and I will get back to your your story in a second. But m- oh my my, my wife is always trying to be like, oh, we should go over here. This person's pool, or we should. I ain't no. It's gross. In my pool. You can't go to my pool because someone are gross. In it? People are peeing. I don't. I the thought, dude. Pee, people pee in the lake, bro. I get. Yeah, but it's big. It's vast. And then people will say this. Oh, I got chlorine. It kills everything. I don't care. That's like me saying I'm I'm gonna shit. On a piece of bread, but <laughs> I'm going to pour like some that? salt in it so it won't taste like shit. You'll, you'll eat it. It'll be Is fine. Is it like that? Uh, yeah. Knowing 
that someone is standing there talking to you and urinating in their bathing suit and pretending that they're not, it's bothersome. Okay, now knowing that okay. that doesn't bother me. Okay. Knowing that all that pee talk doesn't even make a dent in my psyche, I'm super grossed out by Deep River knowing that. Dude, we got there. All right, let's back this up. My wife says, my wife says, for Christmas, she goes, we'll buy season passes to Deep River. That way, it's like 200 bucks, 250 bucks. She's like, that way, it's because if you go, it costs 80, 100, whatever, right? So she's like, we go once or twice, it pays for itself. And I go, actually, that's a really good idea. We get bored in the summer. We got time. Sure. Sounds great. Great on paper. We get season tickets. Here's the problem. I'm locked in. It's <laughs> If I abort now, my money's already gone. Right. Then the Rones comes. The Rones comes. They go. Deep River goes, okay, okay. Here's the awesome science. They go, Corona's here. In order to make Corona not real, in order for it to not be a real virus that you're all going to catch here, we're going to shut down parts of the park. Because if we shut down certain slides, that means that a virus can't live. Making you following the super so far, awesome yes. scientific logic? Yes. If we shut down the lazy river, um, which, by the way, you can just call it a river by judging by the people that are in it. If we it's shut... It's a bit redundant. Yeah, it's a bit redundant. If you shut down the lazy river and the toilet bowl slide, that means you guys won't get the Rona. Oh, Still I'm sorry. Me. I'm sorry. The kids are peeing each other on each other in this little fun house tower. Oh, but you shut down the lazy river, so no Corona, right? So, oh, okay, okay, okay. There's there's an old rusty slide in the corner that nobody likes to use anyways, but people use when the lines, lines get small and it thins out the herd and makes other rides possible. We're going to shut that down. That way you can't get Corona. So what they do is they go, we're going to shut down part of the park. We're only going to let the park fill to 50% capacity is what they say. Well, guess what? You're still going to put all the people in you one. You shut down 50% of the park and then put it at 50% capacity. And 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 for those of you that went to Morton for math like me, that means it's still every bit as packed. It's horrible. So you get there, half the, half the park is shut down. That means three or four rides are open, which means that everybody is now that could have been dispersed around the whole park and could have gave us social distance, could have gave us room. There's no room now. Now you're all fighting for three rides. Then, 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 there is the fact that Illinois, as a state, at least Chicago, is shut down. Yeah, that's the only part that affects us. So who fills this park? Not me or my neighbors. I don't know who these people are. I don't know who they are. All I know is that I went every... Thing that was open had the huge line. Oh, 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 and here's a kicker too. So when you go to get, they have a super sweet, super, super sweet water slide called the Kraken. It actually is awesome. It's fun. Do you, you go down these slides too? Oh, hell yeah. Dude, I go with my kids. I do. I got, I have, I have a new version of Corona. They don't even know what it is yet. Great. Dude, you don't even know what it is yet. But when it comes along, it's going to be called the Modelo. It's going to rule. They have like four employees to man this entire park. When you get done with the Kraken, you throw your mat down. And then some 15-year-old walks up and sprays it with a bottle three times and hands you the mat that somebody else just used. Now, what did this do, you might ask? Oh, this killed Corona. It's gone now. 
because whoever laid on that mat had Corona, but I took a water bottle from Walgreens and I sprayed it with, which was, I hope it's water you sprayed it with because I don't want to sit on a chemical you just sprayed. That's grosser just than pee bleach. to me. I'd rather have you pee on me in the wave pool than spray bleach on something. They spray it three times and you pick it up. And I go, what are we doing? What's who in the fucking world thinks that this is stopping Corona? We're all here. We're clearly not scared. I don't know if you think it's stopping it or not, but it gives people at least peace of mind from the time they get to the, they've waited in line to get to the top of the slide and get to the bottom. Of Who it, right? would see a mat get sprayed three times by a 15 year old and go that? Yeah. We don't need surgeons anymore. Cause we beat Corona. How do they have those little things that show like you can only like the social distance circles that they put on the ground? If they did, I didn't see them. No, no, they don't. They don't have them. Cause you so kids are nuts to butts. That brings me to my final and most horrific portion of this, the wave pool. We got there. My kids are running around the kid area. And is I that go, the thing where, it, like a huge wave pool, or is it the one where you like surf and it shoots the wave? It's a thing. huge wave pool. And every, what feels like 14 hours, they make waves at the very back of it. These waves are about four feet. And every person from Illinois apparently gets scared and doesn't know how to swim because there's four foot waves so what do they do they dude i gotta i gotta sit down bro (laughs) they dude i'm sitting i'm standing in this wave pool i look at my wife in the kid area and i go tell the kids i'll buy them olive garden tell them i'll take them to toys r us i'll reopen that store i'll restock it and then i'll hire a cashier for them to sell us a toy as long as we don't have to go in the wave pool (laughs) five minutes later i gotta use the bathroom so you need to take them to the wave pool dude so i'm in the wave pool the whole time I have you ever known me to real like I'm I'm manic, but have you ever really known me to have anxiety? I don't like no. I don't get like worked up, dude. And I'm not a germaphobe. I don't give a shit. I'm standing in this wave pool. I am frozen. My elbows are out like I'm in, and I hate the word mosh pit, but my elbows are out like I'm in a mosh pit. I'm holding both my kids and I'm just looking around and everyone this this may be because I'm forty, but everyone around me is screaming to each other. These kids are yelling, I say kids, they're probably 37, are yelling Marco Polo across me in a wave pool that's two feet deep. <laughs> I'm freaking out, dude. And I'm I'm looking, and my, my kids are trying to have fun, so I got to wear this nice face. I'm like, oh my God, it's a wave pool. It's super great, super great. Love wave pools. You use the best. And droves of people who can't swim and are fully clothed, mind you. There's people wearing like, I'm not sure if they were in pants, but I know they're wearing t-shirts are, are floating, sort of floating by me. And then you hear the buzzer. That means the waves are coming. And dude, these waves, I like that beach ball from Castaway wouldn't have moved four feet in these. They're nothing. These waves couldn't knock you over. Now you go to the you go to the other one too, the Great Wolf Lodge or whatever, right? And they that's where your kid shit on the uh, slide. That's where my kid I hate shit to bring on it up. It's embarrassing for him. <laughs> yeah, he did. He still brings it up. He loves it. Oh, okay, it's one of his favorite memories. But, but yes, they have a wave pool. Yes, and is that bigger? Or is that usually is this standard way wave better. pool? It's way better. Okay, I didn't know better. if this one's worse. They actually that. have employees that work at that one. So they have them with a raft making the making the yeah, waves. Yeah, yeah. There's like a big turbine that does this, dude. So the noise comes, these waves come. I'm telling you, Michael J. Fox wouldn't get knocked over by these waves. They're not there. They're like four foot waves. You should have said Michael J. Fox could make 
better waves. If you <laughs> I could. If you give Michael J. Fox a cold brew with a shot of, you know, it, uh, for 100%. Um, Sorry, Michael J. Fallman wouldn't bat his eyelashes. He would He would be like, those aren't waves, bro. That's just what happens when the water hits the beach. Mm. Nah, dude. They're so horrible. So we're in there. Band-Aids are floating by me. People in full clothes are screaming to each other as if it's the last scream they're going to have. And by the way, I've gone twice this year. I made two trips into the wave pool. Both times I said, I'm never going again. How many people do you think almost drowned in these four foot waves that I'm talking about? (laughs) Everyone. Dude, I've done. I'm not talking about like I hung out in the wave pool and I repeatedly waited for cycles. Mm -hmm. Like as it calms down. And then, seriously, it takes like 15 minutes. And in that 15 minutes, you just look around and realize how much you hate everything. You have 15 minutes to hate the world, right? And then... That doesn't seem like enough time for me. Dude, I'm telling you. And then, so you hear the loud noise, and the waves start. I don't wait for multiple buzzers, multiple waves. I've done two laps. I've done two cycles of waves this year in that pool. Three people have almost died. Three. Like they've, they've like the lifeguards. Come lifeguard down? jumped in, grabbed them, had that big red floaty, had him grab onto it, and went to the. This is in six foot water, and they had him climb up the ladder. Dude, I just, I just, uh, what? I've already bought the membership. My kids like it. Illinois is shut down. It's at 50% capacity. It's at 50% operational capacity. There's four employees. This I just take the loss, right? Yeah. Should, should I just get a bank loan and buy my kids something really nice? No. Yeah, may, no. Here, so, so I come across this situation all the time because of my anxiety where, like, let's just say in January I see, oh, this year they're going to have a riot fest in October and they're going to bring back... You know, let's just say they're going to bring back some band that I love that that, that you know disbanded in in 1983. Fugazi's doing a run. Perfect example. If Fugazi was playing on January one, if the, if I saw the flyer and it said, "Hey, in October, Fugazi is going to be playing at Riot Fest or headlining Riot Fest," I you better believe I would buy a ticket. Every day as it got closer, I would just be like, <laughs> "Well, I mean, I know the ticket was three hundred bucks." Because uh, there's like 700 bands playing, but you know what? If I, I'll, I'd rather feel better about my anxiety if I just ate the 300 bucks and didn't go. All the way up until the last minute, until I'm fighting with my wife for parking, and then I'm in it, and uh, I'm feeling good that I that that somebody forced me to go there. So uh, I, I I know I'm I'm all about. I have definitely eaten some concert tickets for concerts that I wanted to go to just because I said my anxiety is too high. I don't want to deal with the traffic in Chicago. The Distillers is a perfect example. They did a reunion. I oh, had tickets yeah. for it and I did not go. <laughs> yeah, which bummed me out. So, dude, I'm telling you, like, I want to be like we 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 bought the we bought the passes. We thought it was a good idea, but at some point, like, I don't really do like stock investments, but at Can't some point when the stock plummets and tell him like, Hey, why don't you take the kids of deep water on us? Like trick maybe, somebody else. Maybe dude. Yeah, maybe it's, I'm telling you, dude, this place is a dollar tree with water. <laughs> it's, it's a Walmart with less employees. It's, mm. it's a flooded s- Walmart bathroom. It is a flooded gas station bathroom. It's 
Now, now the actual rides are fun. They're fine. Like, would you actually do like wave pool aside? You get on the ride. The, the the two three rides that are open are fine. But I'm telling you, man, it is like every time I get in line too, it's groups of people who have never been on a water slide. Dude, there's the oh my. Okay, the one. You know that you know how every water park has the one that goes like straight down, the real tall yeah. one, yeah. and they got one that does a little huckabuck. Right. Goes, those are like the scary ones, right? Dude, my son is eight years old. I've told him no less than ten times the story about how my dad and I, when we were in Orlando in 1988, the only family vacation we ever that I can remember, we waited in line to go on one of these really tall rides. And he kept telling me, "I think you're a little bit small for this. I don't think you're ready." And I kept saying, "Oh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it." I got to the very top. I, I looked down and I couldn't see the slide because it goes over an edge. Right. It disappears. I pushed out, dude. I went, I went, no, I'm 45 pounds. I don't trust that I won't just fall over the yeah, edge. Right. I just thought I was going to die. Yeah. I was like, dad, I want to. I don't want to be a sissy, but I'm going to die. We did the walk of shame. We walked down eight mil- what appeared to be eight million stairs. I've told my son this story 8,000 times. He kept looking at that tall one and he's like, I want to do it. I want to do it. I go, all right, man, but I mean, you know the, the story. And I pushed out, and that kind of pushed out stays with you forever. Don't do it. I'm telling you, if you're ready, do it. I'm proud of you. If not, just wait. He says he wants to do it. We go all the way to the top. He didn't want to do the one that was straight down, but there's one that has a slight huckabuck, mm-hmm. but it's still pretty much straight down. We're looking at it. There was adult females who you're not supposed to like, if you have like goggles or necklaces and stuff, you can't do it because it could get caught and it could hurt you. Mm-hmm. It could like tear, decapitate you or something going down. Dude, there was there was women. We I think waited. It's more likely that your jewelry will break off and you'll lose it. But I think so too. <laughs> but so we're up there for like ten minutes. These there's several women that would get to the top, sit down, think about it for a while. The crowd would start to get unruly. They would stand up and they would yell how people didn't know them and that. Don't rush them, and they need a minute, and and f y'all, and we just need a second, and they're standing, and so, and me and my son are next in line, and we're just like, yeah, and they looked at me at one point, and I was like, ma'am, I, I don't just go or don't, like I don't care, I don't care if you jump off this railing, <laughs> it's really, I think I'll be okay, and uh, she did three laps of sit down, wait a while, get up, don't rush me, don't rush me, and so finally I go, hey. If you don't feel up to it, my eight-year-old's ready to do this. So if you want to go, and I just laid it out. you're building the anxiety for him, too. I worded it like that. I was like, hey, if you're being scary, I have an eight-year-old who's about to make you look stupid. So finally, my kid sits down, and and, and he goes, and then I go right after him. And my son did the, the second one, and I did the other one. But, like, I'm telling you, not only was it at 50% capacity, but 49% of the people that filled that capacity should be zero capacity at every other place I ever attend. It was so bad, dude. It was so bad. Nah, you can't go down the slide fully clothed and take 20 minutes to decide. You, in, I feel like how it would be let, silly. How do they let you go down clothed? Like, don't they have a thing where they're like, that's not. They have the a kid retire. who's like, you're not supposed to do that. And then they go, you can't tell me what to do. And then they sit down and that kid goes, oh, that's right. I'm 15. All right. And then that's what happens. So I know that it'd be weird to have a sign that says all those things I just said, but if you could find a way, maybe like a ticker tape that just sort of says every bad thing I said about the place. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Anyways, but, but it's a nice park, though. It's they're good people. I uh, speaking of, of teaching your son a learning lesson, I always have. I always try to be on the the cutting edge of parenting. And um, I had an instant the uh, the other day where my daughter had a breakdown after I struck her out. I'm the uh, softball coach. I struck her out during uh, coach pitch. So she the the pitcher swinging threw. or she watched it. No, she goes down swinging every time at least. Okay, okay, but that's the, hey, that means something. That's why but I asked. The um and and nobody know. I told you before when my my son wrestled in junior high and and was doing very well, and then at some point got overly cocky, and my brother was there and some family came out and uh, he got demolished in the fastest you know <laughs> undoing uh, of him in the history. Poor bud. And then I saw him sitting at the end of the bleachers after he got. And I could just I I I could cry for him. I you just know that it's just a crushing That's defeat. Gotta be because you came up, you were talking smack. Uh, I'm on a roll, and then something happened that had never happened before, and it was devastating. It's got to be tough to watch, man. That's pretty. It's got to be. But I don't know that it tops Coach Pitch striking out your eight year old oh. daughter. Because <laughs> because she's a because she's a girl. Yeah, that doesn't help. But she's also like my son would have. He would have been just as devastated, but he would not have then, because it ended the inning, he would not have followed me back to the dugout and said, nice pitch, asshole. You know, that kind of, she didn't say that, but that's oh. the, the mentality is, is it wasn't me. It was your she terrible put it on pitch. You? Yeah, it was your, and I said, I, the umpire didn't call strikes. You swung at those pitches. Yeah, but dad pitching is supposed to be over the plate where I can hit it. You're supposed to give me a meatball. Yes. And I said, I did. did you you feel just like you swung too late. No, hell. I mean, yes, I did my best to do that. Yeah. Um, there's just no coming back from it. So anyway, she had a full meltdown and then I was out there doing the yelling, what the meltdown my look teeth like? bawling, like just devastated that she struck out because everybody else had, line? everybody else had a couple hits. No, I, I didn't do the, there's no crying in baseball. I did the clench my teeth and said, good for <laughs> off this field before I, <laughs> and I, I will <laughs> kick you off the planet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't embarrass me like this. You could sit in the car while smiling and, you know, nodding is this my a head weird, and... is this a weird meeting of like, I never want anything bad to happen to my baby girl versus you're embarrassing me in public. This is the thing that flips the switch. I don't like cry babies. Uh, and I, it, she's just, it's never happened before with her like this. So I just didn't know how to, again, when you're coaching little boys, which I did, uh, I had no problem yelling at my kid and the other dads were almost high fiving me. Like, yeah, Absolutely. Him, but yeah. this time, as soon as she broke away from me and one of the other dads like took a knee and was like, it's okay, sweetie. And blah, blah. I was like, nah, you just basically what you just totally douched me. Right. So <laughs> now I look like even a bigger jerk because you're the nice dad, her own dad, who's never supposed to find anything wrong with anything she does. Yeah. You know, so let me take you a step further. My son, uh, who's 15, has broken his retainer three times since getting his braces off. It's $100 <laughs> of repair every time. <laughs> and this uh, is well, how, how long? Let me, let me a year that back so? five times. Uh, yeah, in a year. So he we, he constantly doesn't wear it. You constantly have to remind him, where's your retainer? Put your retainer in. And then what happens is uh, he doesn't have it, and then he... My wife says, bring it to me. I want to actually physically inspect it. And then lo and behold, he can't find it or it's broken. Uh, it's so crafty. This it one. just happens it, it, over and over again. <laughs> and so I always try to give him the benefit of the doubt. But the other night he came into our bedroom and my wife said, where's your retainer? 
and he pulled down one side of it like rudely and like far off in the distance, like clicked it like, oh, here it is. And she said, that's fine. Come, come closer. I'd like to see it. And he takes it out of his mouth and it, it comes out in two separate pieces. The one top one, it's broken half. And then he makes a face going, oh my God, I can't, this, uh, what? <laughs> so, uh, low he's and- like, uh, he's like Chris Farley and Tommy <laughs> boy. He's like, what'd you do? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> After uh, after a, a small haranguing and uh, the Mike Brady style where I do the, I'm disappointed and I didn't scream and yell. I did the, hey, look, there's no screaming and yelling. You're lying. You know it's broke. So finally he just, you know, <laughs> oh, man. he takes stock in the fact that, you know what, I probably, I'm caught. My goose is cooked. So my wife says, go in your room and get your metal one, which is a really uncomfortable, you know, it's 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 a real What's uncomfortable one. the other one, one, a clear one or the other one's like a clear, yeah, it's like plastic. Like Invisalign? Like, yeah, kind of like okay, that. Okay, okay. But the other one is like the hard metal one that goes across the front of your teeth, yeah. which you're supposed to wear. You could hook to a headgear, I guess, if you needed to. Right. Um, And he comes in with that one, and he's like, fine, I have it. And she's like, I'd like to see it. Bring it here. He takes that one out. It's also broken. Uh, so, uh, you know, he just, it's just uh, compounded. He's like, oh, can't get right. So, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually, funny that I call, that's what I call him. Can't get right. Uh, no. So I, t- did I tell you that before? Yeah. Okay. I think so, so. So I just said my, you know, right away, the, my wife's like, hey, he needs to be grounded from everything and every, you know, lose, he's grounded. He can't be on his computer. Yikes. He can't be playing video games. Nothing. Everything's loses everything. And I'm like, you know what? The punishment needs to fit the crime. So let's, let's, I do the old, you know what, why don't you, why don't you tell me what your punishment is? Why don't you, why don't you come up with something? And then, he, you know, he comes up with a couple of the most ignorant, you know, like, hey, next time you go to the neighbor's house, which I don't like hanging out with, you you know, when you guys go there, I'll, I'll hang out there. That's not a punishment, dude. And I also don't want you to come and make my time miserable while yeah, you sit there with doesn't a- Doesn't the punishment sort of mean I'm hanging out? Like, if you take everything from him, he's now hanging out with you all the time? Right. And I got to look at this puss. That, uh, you know, he's got a puss on all the time. I don't want to look at it. <laughs> right. So I called him today uh, while I was at work, and I said, I need 500 words on integrity, and I need it before I get home. So you have two hours. Oh, God. I can, I can only I'm going to read you what he wrote. I just wish that he would cite South Park's Tegrity Farms. And I want you. I had, And I said, I'm going to check for plagiarism. It's going to be graded on spelling and grammar. Uh, so you better you better make sure this this is worthwhile. Google plagiarism. So uh, I want you to decide whether or not you heard what he did wrong. Does this even hit the mark, or does this make up for Ooh, it? Right? Hey, my judgment. <clears throat> the dictionary defines integrity as the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles, moral uprightness. This, in literal terms, means telling the truth and being moral. A good example of integrity is when someone finds a dollar bill on the ground. Most people would keep it for themselves, but a moral person would turn it into the police because it is, moral, it is the moral thing to do. A person you may not know that has great integrity is famous actor Keanu Reeves. Uh, ever since his first movie, Bill and Ted, it's not, it's actually Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but uh, he has been known mm-hmm. as an upstanding gentleman to everyone on the staff and many of his fans. He is in many ways humble and doesn't flaunt his wealth by living in a huge mansion in the Hollywood Hills, but instead lives in a nice home in Los Angeles with his wife and daughter. Hmm. Reeves is also known for giving almost half of his revenue of every movie to charities around the world. Also, if you have the gift of sitting next, if you have ever had the gift of sitting next to him on a plane, he will upgrade you to first class. This shows that he 
has concern for other humans. Can we pause real quick? Yeah. If you're sitting next to him, aren't you already in first class? No, he... he well, I'll get to that. Well, okay. Yes, I, right. that's, I, I did throw that question out. Okay. He does all these things, and, is, and as an outcome, he is known as one of the nicest people on planet Earth. Even the absence of his fa- even with the absence of his father, the eventual suicide of his first wife, and the abuse of his birth mother, he rose to greatness. You may not see it at first through his badass hitman persona, but he is in fact he in fact has great integrity. Yeah. Another person with great integrity you might know about is George Carlin. This comes up in every report he writes, right? You may not notice. <laughs> In his many rants about modern society, but he had he was a he was very humble, and integrable person. I often now this is a, a quote integrable in integrable person. I think I just learned something. I Thank often you. this is a quote. I often warn people somewhere along the way someone is going to tell you there is no I in team, and what you should tell them is, is maybe not, but there is an I in independence, individuality, and integrity. This is an excerpt from his book, When Will Jesus Bring Pork Chops? Mm, that's a good one. This quote speaks to me as many others from Carlin. It shows the importance of having integrity and individuality. He, like Keanu, is a very humble person. He donated a lot to charity, mostly because he believed that people who prayed for children's lives to get better were unintelligent, which may sound mean, but you have to realize that he donated $5 million to different orphanages and even has one named after him. He also played Mr. Conductor on Thomas the Tank Engine and would love when kids would recognize him in public. On stage, he would act like an angry man, but behind the scenes, he was a good Samaritan Just and he just wanted people to laugh in an abstract way. Lastly, I would like to talk about our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln was born dirt poor and lived like this until he became president in 1861. He abolished slavery, invented many things, and was a Hall of Fame wrestler and a man of great respect. In his wrestling days, he was known for his great humbleness and good sportsmanship to his opponents. I personally respect Lincoln as he is arguably one of the most respectful people ever. <laughs> yeah okay i don't know if i can make okay. another mug it seems like that's too much information to print on a mug okay could we take a few of the best clips and yeah. put them on a mug because that would be pretty great that would be a good thing to do okay so i read it and i will tell you okay. that it deflated me because i laughed so much <laughs> dude yeah no i laughed harder in a while uh all right my, my i guess if you want my thoughts yes my th- my quick thoughts are it's a it's a silly task to have to do to write a parent a paper for your parents. So the fact that he treated it as a real paper, it's written like a real paper and turned into his parents. I give him credit for that right off the bat. He gets points for that. Um I don't know that you asked him for an autobiography on Keanu Reeves <laughs> and George Carlin and Abraham Lincoln. I do feel like he Googled integrity and then also just wrote about his favorite people, which is, I still give him credit for. Um, I think he, I give him credit for knowing his audience. <laughs> I think he wrote about the right people because I think he assumed that you would read it and not his mom. Right. She didn't even know I gave him the assignment. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, he wrote it for you. Um, I, 
It doesn't really touch on integrity much. It just talks about George Carlin and Keanu Reeves, which is awesome. Uh, I, I thought I thought I thought it was great. I didn't think it had a lot to do with integrity, but I thought it was great. Could could you, a man of integrity, <sighs> yeah. feel that that's enough not to get a further punishment above and beyond me taking the money out of his bank account to replace the? He had the to burden. type this. Yeah, he wrote it in Google Docs and emailed it to me while I was at work. And it was funny because I didn't get to read it till I came home. But the minute I walked in the door, he's like, "Well, did you read it? Did you like my opening paragraph? Did you? What did you think about the Keanu Reeves stuff?" And so I hadn't read it yet, and I'm like, "Huh? What? I didn't tell you to write a report on Keanu Reeves, <laughs> right?" So I asked him. I said, yeah. "Funny enough, I said you say in your report that Abraham Lincoln was in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. I go, which Wrestling Hall of Fame is that? Is that the College Wrestling Hall of Fame?" The uh, Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, the WWF. Greco-Roman Wrestling Hall yeah. of Fame. Well, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't look into that. I go. Your report is not thorough. Uh, I have some follow-up questions. Also, if you are sitting next to Keanu Reeves, wouldn't that indicate that you are already in first class? And he said, Keanu Reeves doesn't fly in first class. He flies in coach. And I said, Well, then how would he get you into first class? And he says, Well, what he does is he buys a ticket for first class, and then he will go in. And pick somebody out and have them move up to his first class seat. I don't, I don't seat. believe that he does that. And I also don't believe that he always flies coach. I, <laughs> that, that's a tough sell for me. I've I would, heard some great things about Keanu. I've never heard a negative thing about this dude. No, ever. No, he's he's the best for sure. But I, I like how he said his badass persona. I was like, this guy was a badass. I will give him he was a badass in The Matrix and he's a badass in... Point Break. I guess he is a badass in the majority of his movies. I take it all back. The replacements, maybe not. Hey, he's still the quarterback, right? He's in the. Re- oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking uh, the other one. Um, I don't know. Maybe me, it's not called the replacements. Me personally, if I tell someone to write a report, I would like to. I'm a thoughts and ideas guy. I would like to hear someone's thoughts and ideas on the subject. That's me. Okay. I want to hear your thoughts on integrity and what right. you think and how it pertains to why I asked you to write this report. He I- wrote about some awesome people, and that was great. Um. But it seemed like the point was, you lied about breaking stuff. That's not a good sign of integrity. I want you to write about it. Instead, he wrote about some awesome people. Right. And how they have integrity. Yes. But it doesn't really relate to him having any. No. Or how he will take from what they do and put that in his own Also, and it's really difficult to not do it. But when you Google a couple things and you write the first few things that pop up about that person, maybe. Yeah. You oh, know? for sure. Plus, you know, I told him 500 words, and I was like, how many words was it? He was like 562. So he knew enough about me that it, if it was like 501, I would lose my mind. If it was 510, I would lose my mind. So really? He, he went far enough, because I'd be like, you, again, did the bare minimum. You you knew what the requirement was, and you met it almost But when tea. you say the punishment fits the crime, how does one break a retainer? Uh, if these are by abusing it. If these no, are, how I, do you I, abuse I, a retainer? Um, you take it out, you, you, put it your, you put it in your pocket without having it in the container and it gets crushed, and, okay. you know, or, or, uh, you leave it uh, again, just general abuse. He takes it, he's sitting there playing a video game. He's constantly clicking on it, taking it out, putting it in, you know, by, you know, okay. just fidgeting, whatever. And they're not, that doesn't they're seem not like the most durable crime. thing in that's the world. Just a, that's just a kind of a fidgety. I just wanted to you know i find myself losing my mind all the time and i know that's that's my dad sort of parented me the same way 
And so I just go, let me try something different. Let me see with don't no yelling, no screaming, but I want you to actually get, get pen to paper and sort of in my mind express to me where you went wrong. You understand the concept. You understand the importance of having integrity and how you plan on moving forward being a, a person with integrity. You were looking for him explaining, hey, I understand you guys work hard for your money. Yes. I'm wasting yes. money. Uh, I didn't mean to do it, but I understand the impact it has. This is an integral thing. Instead, he went, Keanu Reeves is badass. Also, I like George Carlin. So does my dad. <laughs> well, I told him I right before the podcast, I said, how <laughs> how happy are you with this paper? He said, well, it's like a 7 out of 10. I go, how how close do you think you hit the mark? Well, you hit the mark. I said, all right, well, the other part of your punishment is I'm going to read it on the podcast, and then I'm going to have Ben decide whether you're grounded or not. So <laughs> oh, before man. we end here, I need to know, is he getting a pass this time or not? Ultimately, you know, did he learn his lesson or not? I think he learns his lesson when it hits his pocketbook and in all in all eventuality. I think eventually when you go, hey, this stuff costs money, and now I want you to work for money and give it to me. That's what would make. But he did what you asked him, and him being your son, he did exactly what he needed to do. He did it well enough to get out of trouble. Well, I laughed for sure, and now I feel I like he into played it. within the rules. <laughs> I agree. He wanted the rules you gave him. I got you. You know what I mean. All right. Now, well, now you got to express to him what you were trying to get through to him. Next time, I'll just be more clear. I'll give him a prompt. I will yeah. type it out, and I will specifically like. What do they call that? What, what you have to follow the uh, bullet uh, points? No, no, no. My wife always says like a this head, thing. Uh, headline me. outline. Uh, everyone's yelling right now. It's a, a rubric. A rubric. Oh yeah, I was about to Google that <laughs> and then say that. All right. Uh, well, that's episode two fifty six of the Hey My Man podcast. We will see you next time later.
Rick Bernstein, Liam Nash, Brad Snap, Lenny Bush, and Lester Banks, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly bean, boom, symbiotic, patriotic, slam, but nap, right? Watching the times 